You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practice to Show podcast. Do you have challenges with cancellations? Of course you do. Minimizing those cancellations is critical to your overall practice health. Today, we talk about the seven steps you can take to reduce cancellations. You have to incorporate these steps. I promise the better your schedule gets, the happier everybody else gets, and the more profitable you will be. So make sure you listen to this episode. Check it out, share it with your team, and we'll see you guys soon. We are so pumped you guys are showing up for the Best Practices Show podcast. And this whole thing about cancellations is a big challenge. So if you're listening to this podcast, I want you to do a couple things. Number one, take this all in. I am going to interview an amazing coach here. Her name is Robin Tyson. Robin knows a lot about how really amazing dental practices work. And then we want you to share this information with your team because this just becomes a very valuable piece of how you keep your sanity and improve your profitability over time. So Robin, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate you. Happy to do it. Yeah. So Robin's super amazing here. She <laughs> she's very patient with me and she teaches me a lot of things about dental practices and I learn from her every single day. And so Robin, we're going to go through these and uh, I always want to start here. Like, let's talk about the why. So you coach a lot of the practices here at Act Dental. Why is this a big problem? And what do you want dentists that are listening to know about cancellations? You know, I think the cancellations, it becomes something that just becomes acceptable in the practice. And with practices today that are busy, hygiene is overflowing, they tend to become, as soon as someone's canceled, it's filled. And so they overlook the problem and how much time is spent on keeping the, keeping the schedules full. So if we could keep more patients in the schedule, there's more time for your business team and your whole team to be spending with patients and creating those relationships. So, Yeah, I totally agree. And so if you've listened to the previous episodes, we're going to be talking more about the entire practice. Um, but in hygiene, you know, Chris brought this up and Miranda, who are amazing coaches, 
And I have no doubt they were amazing hygienists. They both said the same thing. Like before I understood this, when a cancellation came, I was like, oh, thank you. Like breather. I can sharpen instruments. I can take a break, you know. And um, once your team understands the impact of it, now they see that in a whole different light. And so I would agree with you, Robin. Like, first of all, we all got to get on the same page. Cancellations are not no profit. They're negative profit and they're not good. And um, so we're going to be talking about techniques that you can use today. Um, but it's really important that everyone knows the why. So Robin, take us through the first one. It's okay. a really good one. So the first one that I have is we must value what we do and speak to patients in that way. So patients place as much importance on an appointment as we do. So when we talk about it's just a cleaning or we brush over that appointment when we're walking a patient up for a pit stop, or we don't talk to them about how important those appointments are, creating urgency, any of those things, it it devalues the appointment and it becomes very routine to them and it becomes no big deal. Yeah, you're talking my language now because this this is the biggest one, is that you can't just say it's a cleaning. A cleaning mm-hmm. is what somebody does in your office after you leave. You know, right. it's not just a crown. If you say it's just a crown, you're just a dentist. Right. You know, what if I said or this is, this filling. is, or it's a what? Small, small filling. Small filling. It's so just a little bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's just the same old dental podcast. You know, you guys would not listen. You got to believe that what you're doing is super valuable. And- right. We have to build value for them. And I, I I actually could make the whole episode on this one because I love the language. Um, and you can't set people up just for another appointment. They have to know the why. You got to let them know, listen, I'm going to be putting you in here, but this is not just a cleaning. This is not just a crown. There's a whole bunch of things that are going to happen during this appointment that benefit you. So so that you look great for the wedding or you feel better going forward. We're going to keep your teeth. So it's really important that you keep this appointment because the real issue here, Robin, is patients go back to their busy, crazy lives. And if they don't have that established value in their brain, when they get bombarded with things, you start to prioritize. I do, you do, everybody does. And you have this priority calendar on a daily basis. And you're like, well, it's just a cleaning and I got to go to the school. So I will blow off the cleaning to go to the school now. So I think it's really important. We value what we do. And so let me ask you this question. Robin, I got a big team. You know, I've got like 30 team members here. How do I get everybody thinking better about dentistry here? Well, I think it starts with how our belief system and what you believe as leadership and how you talk about dentistry. So it's, I mean, the clinical team and the dentist, the dentist himself or her herself and how they talk about it. That's really important. It isn't just cleaning. I know I like to tell people too, what they, when they tell me when I go to, you know, want to schedule ahead and they say, I don't know what I'm doing six months from now. And I'll say, well, great, let's get this scheduled. And then you'll know. So when something else comes up, you can tell them, oh, I can't do that. I've got to get to my, I've got to be at my dentist at that time. Oh, I love so, it. Yeah. So creating value because it's important. Yeah, that is brilliant. That is brilliant. When somebody says they don't know what they're going to be doing in six months, you can say, I know what you're going to be doing. You're going to be here. <laughs> right. Now you do. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. And uh, a couple more things before we go to number two. You're exactly right, Robin. I think you, one of the best things you can do is take education together. When you're sitting in a course together, collectively, you're learning, you're creating value. It's not so much what you're learning specifically 
It's the fact that you're making a physical statement of us being together on the CE journey. And then the other thing I believe is that money spent on dentistry is one of the best investments a human being can make. So I think that's one of those pieces. You've just got to start creating that thought process in your practice and then the others become easy. What's step number two? Oh, go ahead. I was going to add to that is that, you know, we, the seeing a hygienist twice a year is that that is, that's sometimes the only doctor appointment that people have in a year. Right. And it is, the mouth is the gateway to so many things. It's a really important appointment. It's not it, just a cleaning. I totally agree. I went to the mm -hmm. Cooper clinic and some of you guys have heard the story. My wife and I went and Dr. Cooper, both of them that were there said the hole under your nose is 75% of health. And I was mm -hmm. like, really? And he said, yeah, dentists are the gatekeepers to the, the future health of our entire population. And I thought to myself, wow, they were fascinated that I worked in dentistry. They couldn't stop asking me questions. They said, do you know how important you are? I said, I am here for an exam. Like, I don't need that. So um, I totally agree. So, so what's number two, Robin? So number two is that all cancellations start at the chair. So the clinical team, you know, I think the business team carries the weight of the cancellations and no-shows. And really it also, the clinical team has such an impact on this as well with the languaging and how many times they talk about the cleaning, how many times they talk about returning for the appointment, the urgency the doctor puts on the treatment that they're recommending. All of those things are, they start at the chair. Yeah, totally agree. And this and is- important patient to hear it over and over and over again you know, at the pit stops and handoffs. And I know we tire of doing them in dentistry and it's really not about us. It's about the patients and they can't hear it enough. Yeah, 100%. And the, the big why behind this for me is we like to pass the buck a lot. We like to mm -hmm. say, I got my schedule. I got all these patients scheduled or I did my job. I clean, you know, I put them in the schedule or you guys schedule and you guys make sure they make the appointment. And as soon as you start passing the buck and nobody owns it, then things start to fall and up, you know, fall apart. And so if I'm a hygienist, I wouldn't be the best hygienist ever. I would think to myself, you know what? I'm going to start building a schedule. These people that really value our practice. And I'm going to let them know before they go up to the front, because it's crazy up there that um, you're going to keep this appointment type of a thing. So you do have to v build value at the chair. Uh, somebody's got to own that responsibility. And when I say this, I've been doing this a long time, all cancellation. I could almost take any cancellation that's ever happened in the history of dentistry. That would be a fun show. And say, where did it fall apart? It fell apart at the chair, either the language, the value, the explanation, yeah. um, all of that stuff. So I love it. Love it, yeah. love it, love it. So cool. What's number three? This is going to be a good one. So number three is to know the cancellation and no-show percentages. You cannot impact what you don't know. And most often, I think people would believe that their cancellation or no-show is low. And it's oftentimes higher than they believe that it is. So knowing what it is, you can't, you can't impact it without knowing where, you, where, to start, where you're starting from. Okay. Bing, 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 bing. This is like one of my favorites of all time. And I need you to walk us through the how on this, but let me just say this before we get into the how. This is a huge one because, and again, I'll piggyback on what you said. You're a dentist. You don't know that those three people up front that are so amazing are working their tails off. 
And you think your cancellation rate is low because they know that your head is going to spin around and green puke is going to come out if you don't see a patient in the chair. So here's what they do. They grab the mud from the bottom of the river and they slap it in the schedule and they're scrambling like crazy to make sure that it's full. And they spend 75% of their entire day slapping mud into the schedule one after another. What a horrible waste of time. When you know these percentages, you know how much people respect you. Not just like you, but respect you. So Robin, and when you start with the data, like when you show the data, it shows me all this. So where do I get this data? What am I looking for, Robin? So many of our, we use and many of our practices use dental intel. So that's a great source. Now in dental intel, it has to be done correctly. So there are, for each software, there are nuances to how you break or cancel an appointment so that it falls into the right bucket with cancellations and no-shows. The other ways are capacity trackers. So look, you know, having each clinician keep track of how many hours they saw they were scheduled to see patients for that day and how many hours did they actually see them. So that's a manual way to do it as well. Yeah. So I'm kind of a weirdo about this one because I love the, how all the nuances that works. I want you to go back to this. They have to be done well, which means team members that work the schedule, all of them have to know how to break an appointment because in order for, first of all, what, where am I going to find this report? Because if I do have dental intel, you know this, I love dental intel, but it's way too much information. Where, where do I find that report, Robin? Where, what would I look for? I'm going to open it today. Which, which and- report am I? Which report to know to know how to do it in your software system? Yeah, broken appointment percentage. Where do I find that in Dental Intel? So it's on your performance board, and it's on the bottom. The bottoms, the bottom three. Um, there, it's broken. The performance board is broken into. It looks like um, there are nine different squares. It's the bottom third, and it's the two that are to the right. Okay. And the cancellation percentage tracks anything over 24 hours if the appointment within 24 hours and no show is anything, any change to an appointment under 24 hours. Okay. So I'm going to be the dentist listening to this podcast. Okay. So Robin, I got, I'm, I'm putting the podcast on pause. I just opened mm-hmm. dental Intel. Mm-hmm. What's, I don't, is this number I'm looking at good? What would, what would you consider a good number? What would you consider a bad number? I'm, I'm curious. So I would like for both of them to be under 10% combined. Ooh, tell me why. Because there, I, I do believe that having some openings in your schedule is a good, is good because it allows for growth. It allows for new patients to come and it allows for us to have scaling and route planning. It'll, there, we need to have some, some, some ability to have some openings in the schedule, emergencies that call some of those things, but I want them to be controlled and I want to be able to refill them. So I, yeah. you know, that having those two, having that under 10%, is what I would, is my goal. Okay. And if it, if mine's 17%, what is that telling me? That's telling me that you've got a lot of open time and there <laughs> is, you know, I know we talk about in, in hygiene, if you have more than two openings in a day, you you've lost money on the day. Yeah, totally. So having, having those openings, you know, that is, that's a lot of, that's a lot of open time. Yeah. Okay. So breaking a, back into what systems, what do we need to do? So I don't like that number. Right. So what do I need to do into my systems to decrease that number? So it gives you a starting point. Okay. And now what do we need to, to reduce it? Yeah. Okay. So here's another complication because I love, again, I love this stuff. Breaking appointments. My team members drag appointments. Can you explain mm-hmm. that? Like team members have to be taught 
And right. most people think, well, that's just a lot of extra times. Can we talk about the reality? They have to be taught how to break an appointment and how long does it really take? I mean, it's a couple of extra steps. Yeah. But, and, and it really, the dragging appointments, what I find with that too, is that oftentimes they get drugged and they just sit there and the list becomes really long. It's cleaner. And I know like in, in EagleSoft, when you break the appointment, it goes to your quick fill list. So when you go to reschedule, the appointment is still there. It's maybe a click or two extra that it is well worth your time to have everybody on your team on the same page with doing it and have your data correct. I love it. I love it. So know your number and then know how to break an appointment. And then the capacity tracker, you mentioned that. Go back to that. What's a capacity tracker? So the capacity tracker would be is a manual way to do it. So you'd have each of your clinicians tracking each day, how many hours they're available to see patients and then how many hours they actually have butts in the chair. Awesome. And, and so, that's you know, what capacity or how often they are seeing patients, what open time do we have with that? So it's I not as much, it's not going to track as much no-show versus cancellation. It's more of an open time. So you can look at those percentages as well. Yeah, I love it. And if you want a capacity tracker, Actdental has one. You can actually use the capacity tracker that we give to all of our clients. It'll be down in the show notes. So if you're not taking notes, don't worry, we're doing it for you. You can flip up to the notes section and you'll see a link for the capacity tracker. What you're going to want to do is have every provider have one. And really don't do anything with it for now. Just have them track it. And over a couple months, the data is going to tell you a lot. Your question is, what story does this data tell me? And it's going to tell you some pretty cool stuff. It'll make your practice healthier right away. So what's number four, Robin? Number four is consider your appointments confirmed when they are made. And use languaging that supports that. So telling your patients that you have the time reserved for them, it's on our calendar. Go ahead and put it on yours so that you also have to reserve that time. Um, you know, you eliminating, eliminating confirm and remind. If we continue to call and confirm appointments, it means it wasn't firm in the first place. So when we've reserved time for them, that's the language that we want to use. And when you're calling those patients as a courtesy reminder between appointments, using term, using it more as a um, assumptive close of, we've got this time reserved, we're all set to see you tomorrow and we're looking forward to it. Rather than if you can't make it, call us or giving patients a bunch of outs of ways to not come in or it's okay to cancel or, or no show for the appointment. Boom. Drop the mic right there. That's so well said, Robin. I'm going to totally steal that from you. That's pretty good. Um, and I, I can't support you enough in that. And I noticed that most uh, with our practices that are in New York and San Francisco, they all hate the word confirm. And mm -hmm. I said, why? Because it's not firm. You know, it's, it's, right. it's implied. And when you call people, let's just call this out. When you're a dental office and you're calling people, you're not calling to confirm them. You call it a confirmation call. The real reason you're calling them is one thing. I want to know if you're coming. And so you want to eliminate that whole thought process. And I heard a hygienist say this once. We consider all appointments confirmed when scheduled in the yeah. event you would like a reminder. I'm happy to do that. But let's make no mistake. You will be here and so will I. I was like, whoa, that's awesome. And uh, I love that. Don't don't give patients an out. Make sure it's really oh. firm and there's no wiggle. You know, it's a it's a it's a it's a future appointment reserved. It's a time slot reserved. And one more thing, it's a bond of trust. Let me just go yeah. one more. Like if I'm gonna give you a time, it's a bond of trust. 
And you're going to find that people that value your time and pay for what you do are the best people to build your practice with. So brilliant, Robin. What's One number five? Oh, wait. Uh, that for is having a 48-hour cancellation notice. You've just told patients how it's when it's okay to cancel with you. Okay. So I'm going to eliminate the 48-hour cancellation. The appointment is reserved. Let's go on the assumption that the patient's going to be there. Okay. There's two in there. There's there's okay. two nuggets. So if you're listening to the podcast, okay, you want to eliminate that out. Don't even give them an out. That's not an right. option. You're giving them an option and people, human beings, given mm -hmm. options will always pick the easiest one. So don't give them that option. Number two, you 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 used a word that hurt my ears. It's called cancellations. We're, we're actually going to add an eighth here. I firmly believe you should never use the word cancellation. If you ever use the word cancellation, you might as well treat it out with violation. So when you're calling patients that have canceled on you, you can say, Miss, or, or another, another patient to fill it, you can say, Mrs. Jones, somebody violated us today. We hope you don't violate us also. Any business that ever has a cancellation, my first thought is, why would you guys have a cancellation? Like that's, that's, yeah. That's like a bad mark on a business. Don't you agree? I, absolutely. So what absolutely. should I say instead of cancellation? We've had a, a change in the schedule. <gasps> Ooh, ding, 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 ding. That's another one. Change in schedules. Because when something bad like that happens, you can now mm -hmm. present it as a benefit to another patient. Mrs. Jones, how lucky are you? We have had a change in schedule. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, Mrs. Yeah. Jones, somebody canceled on us. You can come in in this spot that somebody canceled on, you know? So I don't yeah. know. having fun with you guys, but make sure you're, you're listening. So cool. Number five. I love number five too. What's that? The five is to start coding patients' behavior. Ooh. And so creating codes in your, in your practice management software to track cancellations, changes in schedule, no shows and late arrivals. Yeah. So that we can tell, you know, we can track a patient's behavior. I, someone once told me when a patient shows you or a person shows you who they are, believe them. And so if there is this trend in how they are treating you, it's on us to respect our schedule and to train the patients how to respect it as well. Yeah, I totally agree. Now, please hear this. We are just coding behavior. There mm -hmm. are people that value you and your time, and there are people that do not. And the important piece of coding is that you're just coding behavior. This might be the one exception that you do use cancellation because I want it to show up on the ledger that they canceled. And I like that word, boom, right there. Cancel, no show late. As you guys would agree, listening, it's three different behaviors. A cancel is not a no show. A late is not a cancel. Those are three different behaviors. And when we put those in the schedule, now the question always comes up, Robin, the ADA has code codes for those. Should I use the ADA's codes or am I going to create unique codes? Because the ADA code, from what I understand, records an actual visit. Is that true or not true? I like to create my own codes yep. so that it's a, it's a way for us to track it. And it's, it keeps it separate from any ADA code. It's an other code and it's, it's unique to our practice. So create a code that works for you. Yeah. So I agree with you. Create a unique code that works for you. And when you put it in there, it's going to show up on the ledger. Now it makes it easier for the team members to have a discussion because you're just going to print a piece of paper and you can say things like this, Mrs. Jones, as you can see, it looks like our schedules aren't matching up. Why don't we do this? Why don't you call me on a day when you know you're going to be free and I will do my best to get you in? Uh, so that's one piece of it. The other piece of these uh, codes is you can better utilize your software. So 
in Eagle Soft or Dentrix, and I'm not that sure about Open Dental, but I'm pretty sure they can do that too. You can create what are called schedule alerts. It's an automation, and I'm most familiar with it in Eagle Soft that when the third code that you've uniquely created gets entered, a window pops up. And the window notifies everyone on your team about the behavior. This is the third time this code has been entered. Please do not schedule the patient. Now, the team members can override that. They can. But what you do is you create automations. I believe, I mean, this is one of my questions. I've never asked this one. How many cancellation codes do we figure? I think it's three. When you have three strikes, you've shown me who you are. Would you agree with that? Yes, but at two, I'm going to have a conversation about it. Yes, yes. I knew you were going to say that. I love it. I love it. What kind of conversation are you going to have with the patient? What are you going to say? So you you recommended having the conversation about um, getting them, you know, putting them on a call list. I would add one option, another option to that. Okay. And this, and I would at you know allow them to be on a call list, or they could go ahead and prepay to reserve the time with us. So either one of those will work, which is going to be best for you. Yeah. And um, I'm opinionated on this, as you're going to see. I'm not a fan of like, we'll put you on a call list and we'll call you back again and again and again. If you've canceled on me two times, I agree. We're going to have a sit down and we're going to let you know this is not okay. And going forward, we need to make sure that our schedules line up on these appointments. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Number two, if you've canceled on me four times or five times, I'm not putting you back in the schedule. I know people like come up with all these clever things. No way. If you've canceled on me six times, this is what we're going to do. It looks like our schedules aren't matching up. I'm going to ask you to call me on a day when you know you can make it. And if she has two crowns that have to be done, I'm going to find a way to get her in either today or tomorrow, but you're going to work to get back into my schedule. I'm not going to keep chasing your bad behavior. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. I also, you know, to say to patients too, gosh, it looks like we're having a hard time getting our schedules to line up. What what recommendations do you have or what suggestions do you have that could make it easy for both of us for this to work for the both of us? So putting it back on the patient too, to understand from them, like, what, what can we do with this system that's going to work for you to, to be here when you need to be? Brilliant. So it's not just about me. It's, it's, it's about them too. Yeah. One thing we teach here at Act Dental is this. We teach people how to treat us in a business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Te- we teach team members. We teach patients. We teach human beings in a business how mm-hmm. to behave. We do. And I think you have to hold that standard high. You know, when I go to the airport, I don't behave how I want to behave. When I go to my favorite restaurant, I go, no, I'm not doing this. I'm doing something different. No, they've trained me. This is how people behave here. And if you don't like the way we do it, you can go to another restaurant. And I go, well, I don't want to do that. You know, so um, those are, you know, I'm I'm big on boundaries. I like boundaries. When you cross boundaries, I'm going to let you know this doesn't work. I hear from teams all the time that it's it's customer service to allow these allow patients to behave this way and I push back on that in that this is a relationship business and in a relationship there are two sides and each person is responsible for their behavior so it's having boundaries and teaching them to respect my time and I will absolutely do the same for yours. Yeah. I totally agree with you. And I disagree with that other sentiment that somebody gives you like if you say it's okay when I cancel 
you're just, I'm kicking you in the shins and you're giving me a Snickers bar. So I'm going to want more and more Snickers bars. And you're going to find when you do this data thing, this is what's going to be fun. If you're, if you're a team member listening, you're going to gather all this data and you're going to find that your craziest patients are related to the dentist. It's all the dentist family members. It's his sister. It's his buddy from high school who's canceled 17 times and they're best friends from high school. So he has permission just to screw things up and you can print out this ledger, give it to your doc and go, uh, your sister's crazy. Are you sure you want me to chase her down? And he or she can go, no. So put those codes yeah. in there. And one yeah. last thing, we've, we've, data removes all emotion, you know, uh, for the patient and for you. So patients only remember what they want to remember. So when you print out these ledgers or whatever you show the patient, they will go back in their iPhone and they, they'll see it. You know, you're kind of calling them on their behavior. We're going to get honest right away. And as you can see, it doesn't look like our schedules are matching up. Now, I'm going to take that. I might be mad when I leave, but then when I go back and when I get in my car, because I'm mad or a little frustrated, I'll go, wow, I did cancel all those. Holy moly. Like, I, I got to clean up my act. It becomes, this doctor, if you're listening, this becomes a great way for you to systematically support your team so that they're not spending 75% of their day putting out fire after fire. I love that, Robin. What's number six? So number six is, um, I, you know, when I hear a lot of team members, and I used to do it myself too, was when patients would call to say that they needed to cancel their appointment, I would tell them that, oh, that's okay. And really, it's not okay. No. So remove that piece of it. I, you know, I, I believe when patients call in and they are, I'm so sorry, I can't be there. They're expecting for us to make it very easy. And they're expecting for us to say, it's okay, no problem, we'll take care of it. And so I like to put patients on, you know, tell them, you know, let me put you on hold for one minute. So let me take a look at your, at your account and I'll be right back with you. And so by putting them on hold, pausing, collecting yourself, because I know that these also can be hard conversations for team members to have. It's, it's a change for them. It's different and confrontation or having a tough conversation can be hard for them. So by putting your, putting on a hold, having the patients wait for just a moment and collecting your thoughts and really being able to understand how many times this patient has canceled or, or they have not shown up or they have been late helps you to, helps you to frame what you're going to say next. Yeah. I love this. And I have a special place in my heart for admin team members in dentistry because there's, like you said, there's not a lot of help for these people. You know, most right. admin team members are hired and you as a dentist go, I'm so glad to have you. Uh, welcome to my office. Go. And the team member says, where? And you say up front and you go up to the front as a new admin team member and you sit next to Sally, who's been there for 10 years. And Sally says, welcome to the jungle. And you don't onboard them, you waterboard them, which is not fair to them. So that's piece number one. Number two, once they're given these skills, it's amazing how they can go to work for you and improve the overall conditions. And I'll just add this because you're, you're prompting some thoughts for me. Robin, we get to coach a lot of practices across the country. Nothing makes the practice better financially than the schedule. It's not your fees. It's not your acceptance. Those are important. What really makes the practice better financially overnight is when somebody owns the schedule like a boss. And it's not one person. Um, it's everybody owning their individual components. So this is crazy important. One other thing too, it is not okay. I like to say 
be clear. Don't be nice. Now I'm not telling anybody to be mean here, but like, be clear. It's you trade one for the other. I used to say in, in act 25 years, what I used to say when things would go bad, I go, Oh, it's no problem when this is a huge problem. And you, you have kids, you have daughters, you know how this works with teenage daughters. You have to be super clear. Cause when you say be home at 11 and they show up at midnight, you can't go, it's okay. Because if you say, okay, they they come home at three in the morning next time, if they come home at all. And you, you got to draw a line in the sand and let people know that's okay. And again, I hear, I get to hear so much cool stuff. And as you do, Robin, when team, when patients call and they want to cancel, like Robin said, it's not okay. There's one office here that is close to Milwaukee. The team member will say, okay, mm, Wow, that was a three-hour appointment. Uh, let me go tell the doctor you can't make your appointment. Let's see what he has to say. And they say it very slowly. Now, you're not going to get all of them, but a significant percentage of them say, I, no, 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 I, I think I can make it. I, it's going to, I just, I got to get a ride. I'll be there in 15 minutes. You know, you can't let people just walk on you. So I think you're exactly right. You can't say it's okay. And it's also an opportunity to continue to add value. So if they are, if they're coming in for hygiene, you know, many of our practices right now, hygiene is overflowing. And so they're not going to get in for six months. So how about instead saying, gosh, I'm concerned because my next appointment that I have available is is six months from now. That is a long time between your hygiene visits, visits. And I'm concerned about your health. Is there any way that you can keep that appointment today? Yeah. Or what are their health goals? Like, I'm really concerned. I can't get you in to see the doctor for another month or so. I'm concerned about that, the, you know, the crown that you were needing. Is there any way that you can keep that appointment? So to build value into it rather, and go back to what's important to them rather than, um, you know, scolding them. It's really about let's build value into this and see what they can do to make it. 100%. I think the, you're brilliant, Robin, with your verbal skills and all I could hear I mean, the verbal skills are awesome. And the underlying tone here is you got to fight for the patient. I like the idea of being the advocate. You're not going to cancel on me, Robin. You know why? Because I care about you. And, you know, we got to get you back. We got to keep you in the schedule. We want you to keep your teeth. You've got, you know, the wedding around the corner, whatever. It's okay to tell people you care about them. And we got to keep you in our schedule. And we're a busy practice. There's a good chance we may not be able to see you for a while because, we're killing it here. So that's really yes. important. So I love it. I love it. And what's number seven? This is a big one that comes up. Number seven is to get rid of your cancellation fees. Whoa. Okay. Back up. What do you mean? That? What do you mean? So I believe that verbal skills outweigh a cancellation fee hands down. And cancellation fees are generally a threat. They don't get, they don't really get used when they do, they get reversed and the fee that is charged is never enough to cover the appointment time. Yeah. So instead, use the use the other things we've talked about. Create a create a bulletproof no show cancellation policy, and get rid of this. Get rid of the fee. Keep more patients in your schedule. One hundred percent. Now, when you apply a cancellation fee, we are officially at lose lose. You're right. losing, the patient's losing, and you're aggravating the patient, and nothing creates a faster way to get a poor Google review. I've seen hundreds of these one-star reviews. Doctor must need the $75. 
My car had a flat tire. Guess he needs the money. Don't ever go to this office. These people are crooks. You know, so you don't want to debate with people that are unreasonable. You'll find that unreasonable people don't know they're unreasonable. So don't try to make them reasonable by, I I believe you should always have a cancellation fee of $75 to $100, but never, ever, 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 ever use it because now we are officially at lose-lose. I might say to you at the third time you've tried to cancel, Mrs. Jones, we do have a cancellation fee of $100. I'm not going to charge that today. Um, But I do need to know that when I give you this appointment, you're going to be there. That's what I really need to know. So I have so many people that fight me on the cancellation thing. And then I'll say, let me just see your Google reviews. And I'll go, oh, okay. That tells me a lot. You know, (laughs) don't use it. Don't use it. So this is awesome, Robin. I love this. You guys put this into play. And if you struggle with this, we've got a lot of resources to be able to help you out. You can take our administrative course, which we just had last weekend. It was oversold. And again, there's not a lot of support for the admin team members. And Miranda, one of our amazing coaches here, led that. Uh, So there's plenty of resources. We're going to put the notes in place in the uh, show notes and all the things that we mentioned. If you really struggle, just reach out to us. We're so happy to help. But Robin, I appreciate you so much. Any last thoughts on cancellations and why this is so important? You know, my last thought would be as the business team, when you use the put these into place and you save appointments, celebrate it. Let your team know that you saved an appointment. It's a big deal. So when you actually put these things into place, celebrate the wins and celebrate the decrease in in that no-show cancellation percentage. Yeah, that's so good because oftentimes we're so focused on what's not working instead of celebrating what's working. So make sure you, you know, add some value to that. So Right, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Robin. We'll stick around while I say goodbye to everybody else, but thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed this, I'm going to ask you to do a couple things. Number one, share this with your team. Don't just you know, listen to it by yourself, share this with your team, have a team meeting about it and come up with a plan yourself. I promise you your schedule will get better and everyone will be happier. So just do it. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, do us a favor, just share this with your friends. We love this great profession. It's incredible. And we're going to fight like crazy to bring you the best information so that you guys can have a better practice and a better life. So keep showing up. So until you hear from us next time, or we see you next time, keep watching, keep listening to the best practice show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm gonna spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.